0: Well then
1: you got blackened thrash, death thrash, crossover thrash, thrash core. Yeah. <laughs> I mean come core, on.
0: Core thrash core, how deep can you go?
1: It's like it's like that old
0: core thrash It's, stoner it's like that meme that
1: goes around that you see every once in a while. It's like back in my day they just called it metal, you know what I mean? Yeah.
0: Core thrash, <laughs> yeah, stoner core, metal. techno metal, philosophy metal, thrash, core, core. How deep does it go? Is it twenty deep? Yes, yes, yes. Hey, this is Matt from Metal Nerdery. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram. Like us, share us with a friend. We are at Metal Nerdery Podcast. That is at Metal Nerdery Podcast. You can follow along with the show on MetalNerdery.com slash episodes. Nerd out. This is Matt, Adam, and Bill. I'm not narrating for them. I'm just saying their names. They're welcome to chime in whenever they like.
2: Hey, buddy.
1: Go ahead. Go ahead.
0: We're here today, children, to talk about a bit of a history lesson, which many of you probably already know, and we know a lot, but there are probably things that we don't know that we can hopefully convey onto you, and then you can know about the history of thrash, where it all started, what started this thing, this magical, beautiful, let's call it a unicorn, because there's really nothing else like thrash. Zero period the end. There is no other music in the world like thrash metal. I don't I don't think. Bring it. Tell me one. Don't say new age, it doesn't count. Talking about thrash. That's pretty much it. Adam's like, Well, what about air supply, man? I'm like, no. Hey dude,
1: air supply's fucking
0: if it's goat yeah. doing air supply, it's different, but you know. <laughs> it's a different episode. Anyway, yeah, we love the thrash metal. Thrash core. Hardcore punk. If you guys were alive in the '80s, you were aware of your thrash metal bounty that you received.
1: Yeah, I've had no time, so we're just we're just going to run down the uh, the Wikipedia thrash history, <laughs> and I got a couple other things uh, we can look at. So this is we'll what just, call, uh, This
0: is what adulting is called, kids. <laughs> you barely have time to live your life, but by God, we're going to cover it damn it we actually you know what we know so much about it just based on our circles and our discussions that we could probably do this blindfolded but wikipedia keeps us honest with the jargon <laughs> so we appreciate the help with the jargon I like that word jargon
1: I, I like what they say here uh, songs usually use fast percussive beats and low register guitar riffs overlaid with shredding style lead guitar work
0: this sounds pretty damn accurate to me <laughs>
1: Subject matter deals with criticisms of the establishment.
0: In every way. Dun, dun, dun. God bless the thrash metal movement.
1: And at times, shares a disdain for Christian dogma. Oh, geez. There we go.
0: And I think, like I, like I told Bill earlier, I think Geezer Butler said it best in an interview. He said, you know, thank God for thrash. They They saved us all. They took it a step further. They took what Sabbath did like in the 70s and like escalated it. Same energy, but more, more anger, more aggression, more, more force, more better, Mo more better,
1: more force, more
0: force, more f- force, thrash, pleasure through force, <laughs> Raw. pleasure through force. That's uh, I don't know about that. That's a anyway. different conversation. Yeah, yeah, we're yeah, off yeah. to thrash so, metal,
1: back to thrash, uh, thrash metal yeah. specifically. Kind of took your guitar, uh, you know, your double bass guitar from the uh, from the Nawabum
0: movement. It's the new wave of the British heavy metal.
1: Kind of put it with the with the punk thing, and uh, kind of gave it kind of gave the yeah classic metal with a little more aggression. Put the punk into it. Well, and a little know. bit of that
0: kind of European flair with like some of the neoclassical. That I mean, that was kind of starting. Like, you could have heard it even earlier, like with the Scorpions, like we were talking about before with Sales of Share, and it kind of started there in the 70s, like with that and Rainbow. But then, like, as Nwabem came in, it kind of borrowed elements from, like, that whole era, like the Rainbow era and, like, the UFO. I think UFO was kind of in that space. But, like, all those different bands, Elf, you know, all the Dio shit, and then it kind of brought
1: it into the 80s. Yeah, but the thing about thrash. In, right. The thing about thrash is it took. It's like it took a lot of the. Uh, I don't know what, what I'm trying to say here, but it made it more aggressive. It it kind of took a more grandiose approach as opposed to basic metal, faster, more complex. But with bringing that hardcore punk type thing into it, it made it. It kind of took a little of the pomp off of the the metal and made it more in your face. You know right. what I mean? Oh yeah. And the, and for the most part, thrash. I mean, you know, you get your classic metal guys. Everybody had their outfits, you know, they had their uniforms, so to speak. That's right. They looked like
0: hard dudes, though. They looked like dudes, like you know, they. No, but what
1: I'm saying is, like, thrash was like thrash was like what we were, right? Exactly. Jeans and t-shirts, you know, your high
3: tops back in the day, like working class style. It was (laughs) that vibe, right? Right. It was an attitude of metal. Right. But, but it was an yeah,
0: attitude yeah. of we're not fucking taking the mainstream. We're going off on a different path and we're doing our own thing and we're not going to pretend pretend that
3: we're this or that. Right. Well, we can they, do that metal thing and we can do it louder and faster.
1: Yeah, and we don't have to be fancy and flashy. Yeah, cuz they, they were I mean? all over
0: LA. Yeah. Everybody was over LA. It was like, you know, we're out. Let's, let's do something different. They were trying
3: not to be the makeup and the big hair. Right. It was like it's the just less a little more real version. Which I guess is
1: why, you know, a lot of us, you know, kind of grad, whatever the word is, we just, we just kind of gravitated, that's it, we gravitated towards that, yeah, big word, that's why I couldn't think of it.
0: Thank you, today a metal notary (laughs) gravitated, the word of the nettle, the nettle murdery,
1: the nettle, the nettle (laughs) (laughs) murdery,
0: the nettle notary wordery is gravitated, back to the show. (laughs) there is nothing like thrash metal though because it it does have that honest just no no bullshit this is real this is how it is there's no compromise fuck you in the story and all those beginning bands too are just fucking badass i mean every every single one of them they were just like gasoline like a new kind of gasoline thrown on the fire of rock it's like what kind of thrash is going to be created now man and they would just grow, and they would grow, and then they would mutate, and then they would get all the different elements from, like, the 70s shit. And even the Noabum stuff, like, just a virus out of control, but the bands would do that, and that's what made it so fucking cool because there was so much weird stuff going on. Of course, you had the, the, I guess, some of the bigger starting points were, like, the Maiden stuff, right?
1: Oh, yeah. Maiden and a Priest, for sure. And some of the reading I did, I mean, you can go back as far as uh, Queen, Stone
0: Cold Crazy. I would agree. There were elements even in the seventies. I mean, that
1: was that was kind
0: of your proto thrash for sure. Well, that and even like uh, "Symptom of the Universe" by Sabbath.
1: That was yeah.
3: definitely like yeah. A thrash I think
1: that was mentioned here intro. somewhere. Yeah, right there. yeah, yeah, right here.
3: Dun dun dun. And my evil was psychic.
0: Was psychic, according to Wikipedia. But but yeah, I can mean, never say the word thrash, and I feel like I'm 16 again. <laughs> <laughs> That's all it takes, literally. It's like I'm back in that headspace. It's like time travel. It's like it's 1988, and we're all sitting here listening
1: to that stuff. It's it's still definitely, I guess, my favorite. Oh, 100%. You know what I mean, it's yeah. like I like everything, yeah. but put on some good thrash, it, just, it gets you going. It does. There's
0: only one thrash. It's like the Highlander. <laughs> there can be only one. <laughs> Incredibly, I only brought one more beer.
1: Damn it. Yeah, so some lyrical themes of thrash include uh, warfare, corruption, injustice, murder, suicide, isolation, alienation, addiction. That's a that's a good lyrical line right there. It is. Sounds very, uh... <laughs> sounds very rhymey. Dissatisfaction, blah, 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 blah. Dissatisfaction towards politics. That's putting it lightly. Yeah. You know, and then you get your funny. It says a humor... It's got anthrax. That's pretty much it. <laughs> yeah.
0: Humor. Yeah, there's some humor in there. <laughs> don't wink, about, wink, Don't forget about S.O.D. Some dark humor. M-O-D. S.O.D. in the darker <laughs> humor. God bless S.O.D.
1: <laughs> but I think, I mean, you know, definitely some of your early priests had some uh, some early elements of thrash to it, you know. I think you just, you
0: had to have that momentum to that because... Like when you get on stage, like if you've ever been a musician and you play, you know, sometimes you got the nervous energy and it's got to go somewhere. And if you play faster, it changes the direction of the music. So even if it's like a mid tempo tune and you play a little bit more fast and nervously, it's going to make it sound more aggressive just by play. So it's like they took that and captured it and then just kind of exploited it. It's like, all right, now we're definitely playing faster and the music's got to be more intense and the vocals got to be more intense. I just kept pushing that envelope.
1: Yeah, you talk about that nervous energy live. It was like, when we were playing gigs, I mean, our music was pretty fast. It fairly, was tight, too, though. It was tight, fairly intricate. It was fucking And then tight. we'd play live, and we'd record it, and we'd go back and listen to it later on, and we were like, holy shit.
3: <laughs> yeah. I mean,
1: yeah, because we just, we took it up a couple more notches, you know? And like, it was still shit.
0: tight as fuck, dude. That's what was so crazy, <laughs> because we'd go back and listen to it like, dude. And we even had our peers would tell us, like, hey, you guys are so tight, dude. It's unbelievable. Which is great. Just like, like that, when, huh? When you hear that conversation, Gross. like, at school, and it's like, hey, man, what are they talking about? It's like, you're a musician, dude. If you're not, you don't understand. Sorry, bro. Super tight. Keep Trick talked about it. Anyway, moving on. <laughs> Cricket noises now. <laughs> and scene. Yeah.
1: yeah, so uh some of your... uh
0: the eighties with the birth of it,
1: yeah. So some of your early, early eighties stuff, uh, obviously, Leather Charm. You guys know who that is, don't ya?
0: Don't ya? Most yes. people are like, yeah, we do, man. Yeah, it was totally, uh, it was like Slayers, like Side Project, right? <laughs> nope, you lose. Into the gates of hell you go. Goodbye. See you later. Now, Leather Charm later became. Uh, that Hetfield Furnit Band You guys know what I'm talking about Lulu? No, it will not be the Lulu It would be the Me-Talica <laughs> The me Too talica That's who it was what It was two me Too T's. talica Yeah me Too talica Well, they weren't Wasn't it two Ts On the original release of uh, I don't was uh, yeah. some yeah, yeah, there was a misspelling thing. on that yeah. Yeah, That would be the Talica With one T They're so cool mm. They can totally ditch the M and the E And have an apostrophe
1: was it Venom? Yeah, Venom was kind of one of the uh, early... before that? Yeah. They
0: were sort of... the Maybe the Godfathers, because they kind of... it took like hair metal and made it into this weird... It was like if Gollum were hair metal. I know that sounds like a weird, crazy subject to think about, but think about hair metal. Hair metal was pretty. It was mostly about love and getting laid, sex, and all that great stuff. It wasn't about any of the darker stuff. But then that started going, Venom was definitely darker, talking about witchcraft and shit like that, but it was like it had that darker, almost icky, but like parody kind of feel. Like it was making fun of it, but it was still like serious. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah, because they... It was just Venom. Yeah, they formed in uh, 1979. They were different. And uh, put out black metal in 1982, which uh, obviously cited as a big influence
0: And as we talked about before, they later put out an album called Metal Black. Yeah. yeah, (laughs) I don't think we ever determined if they had like a, you know, the thesaurus album where it's like, hey, put those two words together and see how many combinations you can come up with for future album names. (laughs) Mac (laughs) Bleddle. Someone summon the Lord of Rock.
1: (laughs) Keep that album title name in mind. Thank you moving on. Yeah, Yeah, so that was kind of the European thing there. Uh, You had your Venom. uh, And you had some British bands like Raven, Tank, which, you know, we all know Raven. Raven got mentioned a lot, it seems like, in the Metallica circles.
0: But then it was like, once Metallica kind of hit their stride made Raven just sort of disappeared.
1: Yeah. And I've never... I never really uh, listened to them. Never really listened to them or Tank. And then you Uh. have Accept. Which I guess Balls They're kind of an early Yeah that's man. I have to admit That's the early metal Except song I know. Yeah, Balls Balls to the wall. I just I never really delved a into that song <laughs> It meant you didn't feel
0: Like you were like A total Like you deserved Your own personalized You know Monogrammed loincloth When you heard that song <laughs> I did Every time I heard it I was just like
1: Balls to the wall Man It's like dude it's So like did you try it song. No never mind Don't tell me <laughs> No I'm not a short German man No I didn't try it Yep. So uh so yeah, that kinda led to uh, your early <laughs> your early German bands mm-hmm. there. I guess they called them the Teutonic Three, Sodom Creator and Destruction.
0: The Teutonic Three. I like that. I like the creators number two.
4: It's so awesome that we made the list. Thank you guys for mentioning us. It's so cool. You're welcome. And, and then you time. had Coroner from Switzerland.
0: Formerly roadies for uh, Celtic Frost. (laughs) (laughs) You say time for a bathroom break? Probably a lot of piss breaks with those guys, I'm sure. (laughs) Gotta love the corner. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Oh, sorry, there was a burp. Uh, What if your restaurant was called Burp? Hey there. Hey there, welcome to Burp. burp.
1: So yeah, kind of getting into the 80s, sort of the, uh, I guess when the thrash took off. Got you, your leather did you say charm took what? off
0: in the eighties, or would you say it plateaued in like the
1: eighties? Probably both. both. Yeah. yeah.
0: Both. Well the early both. was definitely the takeoff. Both. Both. Yeah. Both. yeah. It was definitely
1: early. A early later. I'd say the mid eighties was probably uh eighty
3: four to eighty seven. Yeah, it was kind of 89. the peak. that was kind of like the yeah. beginning.
1: Like Towards the puberty. end of the decade, it kinda That was
0: like the puberty twenty something range of the thrash
1: which I guess I guess it's the same thing with with anything really yeah. I mean you know everything hits a plateau drops off
3: yeah. something new comes along and but you know the generations change
1: Thankfully for us, we're metalheads, and metal bands just kind of keep going That's for right. the most part. Well, they did,
0: not, you know. and even all that stuff in the 80s, the thrash stuff, evolved with the 90s, and it, it never went away. It was still there. People never talked about it, because after grunge music, it was like, oh, man, what happened to thrash? It's like nothing Y'all were your little flash-in-the-pan thing. You came and went. You're gone. Thrash never
3: went away. Fuck you. Here we go. And now there's nothing else to listen to but Thrash. Right. It's maintained. <laughs> you know I mean? yeah, it is mean, maintained. And it's growing. It's, it's, it's growing.
0: growing it is a growing confidence with, with and growing, growing strength confidence. in the air. Yeah, Thrash never goes away.
1: Ever. Ever. Yeah, I think what's well, kind of funny, I guess, I, uh, journalist was writing about anthrax metal thrashing mad and called it thrash metal so that was kind of the uh where that came from it's pretty thrash. funny
0: it's a red song
1: and uh it's
3: a very thrashy
1: song it's funny because before that uh james setfield called metallica power metal
3: yeah you know or he used speed metal, speed too, metal
1: but, yeah. but but call it metallica power metal yeah. I, when i think power metal i think you know i used to feel
0: like i have to correct people always think of a pantera whenever whenever (laughs) they talk about like you know um like speed metal like you need thrash or like yeah whatever i'm like no man it's not whatever thrash is not (laughs) speed metal thrash is fucking thrash there's a difference there's a difference and they would get all weird about it i'm like no man there's a difference recognize finally they're like fine whatever (laughs) there is a difference
3: i used to almost take offense to that but i was thrash as the i was loyal to thrash it's you know, it's the it's the thrashing around that kind of, I think that kind of came from the punk, you know, it was the metal. and then, It's the movement, it's the kinetic, kinetic, right. kinetic right. kineticism.
1: Yeah, it just kinesis. makes you want to move. It's yeah. the
0: kinesis of it all. Isn't that an actor? It's,
1: it's not like listening to uh, Lawrence Welk, you know what I mean? It's just, a,
0: <laughs> this is Greg Kinesis. I don't know what I'm talking about here. Greg but Kinesis. <laughs> I was thinking about kinesis and movement, thrash anyway. Sorry, Greg, and he says, you're dead.
1: Moving on. So, yeah, you know, everybody always talks about it, but your early 80s were kind of when the uh, the big four got going. Slayer, Anthrax, Megadeth, Metallica.
0: They kind of set the bar, respectively, and they kind of covered really everything.
1: I and mean, I mean, if we're
0: being honest, it's like they were sort of the, maybe the collective Beatles of Thrash, really. Because
1: there, there, the, there was all lots the of other bands in and out. To yeah. varying degrees of success. You know, some we still love and listen to today. Others, well, gone, some some you know, that were but,
0: even smaller. But it's like those four pretty much touched on all the components. And then the ones that came after, even like the the next wave, like Genesis or uh, Testament Forbidden Genesis.
3: Genesis. Genesis. <laughs> I didn't realize they were threatening. I don't I,
0: care care. <laughs> I don't no, think they totally do either. But it's like they kept that wave going, and it's like those were the first four that kind of covered everything. But there were a lot of killer bands that didn't get their due that should have that were part of that scene. Yeah, God bless them. (laughs) They're still out there. You'd find them on super obscure websites, I'm sure. Yeah. So then
1: you kind of start moving into the uh, mid '80s a little bit. Metallica puts out Ride the Lightning. Thrax puts out Fistful of Metal. Which is a killer album, by the way. Yeah, Overkill and Slayer have releases. Exodus comes out, Bonded by Blood. Yeah. Sepultura kind of starts coming out. There's so much in the 80s, too.
3: Creator.
0: Thrash was just, it it almost kind of seemed like your own personal gold mine. Because I remember in high school, we were hearing about a lot of this stuff breaking, and it was like, Oh my God! What is that? And it was there was constant sort of discussion about it, you know, between classes because you'd like see the guys that were in bands and they were talking about it, and then we'd find out like they had somebody to have like forbidden evil, and you're like, holy shit! Yeah, they had it on tape, and then you go find it, get it on tape, and but it was it was like a disease almost, like it caught on, and it was like all through high school that was just that was it, that was it, that was it for sure. Nothing else. Everybody we knew. Followed everything. I mean, we were our own news source for metal, particularly thrash. And, of course, you had know, wreckage. That was a big help. That would be R.E.K.
1: Atlanta. Yeah. 85 was a pretty good year, I guess. Creator debuted. Megadeth debuted. <clears throat>
4: what do you mean? <laughs>
1: to me, the best thing that could have happened to Anthrax, they put out uh, spreading the disease, which kind of erased Fistful of Metal. Fistful of Metal That's was cool, me. yeah, but Spray, I don't like Spray
0: it. and the Disease" was a better album. Fistful of Metal, I, I figured it out. Neil Turbin was too—he was like he almost was too a, much. He was too much. He was too much. Belladonna was like the nice, dialed back, tempered Neil Turbin. Like the energy that he was going for, Belladonna was way better. But Neil Turbin was awesome, but he was just—he was too much. But "Spraying the Disease" was kind of like the the redemption. I love that album, actually. That was my first Anthrax album. Oh, really? Before, yeah. among, yeah.
1: I just thought, I don't know. I thought Fistful of Metal was just kind of generic. A little That's bit. That's just I mean, me. That's just me. But if you,
0: if you think about it, it as 13... Yeah, I know. It might have been different, but I know what you mean, though.
1: I think uh, Spreading the Disease is when they really kind of started. That's it, when they sounded
0: like Anthrax. Right, yeah, the like riffing really changed. Anthrax. Because to me, even the production was kind of that, and uh, Among Living were kind of similar.
1: Yeah, I mean, just when, when Madhouse starts to, oh, I mean, it's like, fuck yeah, man. Oh, the yeah. sound is
0: awesome. But it sounds way better with Belladonna. It just sounds dialed in. I love that. I mean, I always think back. I'm, you know, should I'm 16, like listening back to that 15, you know, when I got
1: it. Yeah, it says here, uh, 86 might have been the pinnacle. Uh, of course. Puppets yeah. And Puppets came Sire. out. Creator had Pleasure to Kill Megadeth had Peace Cells It was a pleasure to do Pleasure to Kill right. by the way Slayer you know the classic Rain and Blood Rain and Blood I mean Rain and Blood and Puppets Alone <laughs> Nuclear Assault Yeah Nuclear Assault put their debut out Game Over which you know their debut was in 86 Evidently Oh that's awesome See 86
0: was a banner year It's all all 14 It was with a mere <laughs> child getting into adult rock that was seriously not adult rock <laughs> yeah thrash is kind of a few steps beyond adult not quite rock.
3: not quite aor right? hey
0: honey what are you listening to hey mom it's adult rock uh yeah no yeah dark angel they were pretty badass i think they were kind of really respected as like
1: yeah I'm, almost like
0: the next wave of slayer kind of
1: i never Never got into him much. Yeah, I don't know why. I just never did. Flotsam and Jetsam had their debut.
0: I always dug Flotsam and Jetsam, and they Semple got Tudra. Tudra.
1: Yeah, you were always a bigger Flotsam guy than me. I didn't follow them as much. I mean, I
0: kind of got into them like with the Newstead stuff, and of course, the Electro Release was good. The No Place for Disgrace, and I like mean, liked their stuff.
1: As far yeah. as Sepultura goes, they're uh, beneath the remains. I love that album That's day. classic stuff Right there I mean we're it's done. just It's just brutal
0: oh, Under the Influence Years of Decay The Overkill Oh yeah oh, wait. 88 was ridiculous That was like the
3: Possessed was also 86 80, 88. Uh,
0: yeah. 86 and 88 Were like the two years In thrash metal history That will go on
1: uh, You infinity. had some He had some classic stuff In 87 You had Among the Living Death Angel came out and Ultraviolence what were they like 14
0: yeah they were 14 and fucking
1: brilliant Suicidal I Will All Laugh Tomorrow that was a great album yeah that was a good one for sure
0: I'm loving that stuff so much
1: and it was like everybody I knew that
0: had stuff i never heard of that was darker that was like this kind of stuff I was like
1: yes yeah there Get you go Sepulture Beneath the Remains Testament It's like how much Obviously, New Order go? Practice What You Preach both great albums
0: I love the New Order man and practice, I Good love practice. that one too. But yeah. new something about New Order was magic, and I don't know what it was. There was there was a time it was '88. It was New Order. It was right when I got into like the heart of it. I got New Order. Yeah. I got um, uh, Under the Influence, Overkill, love it. I got Flotsam. I got No Place for Disgrace. And um, oh fuck, the one before that, um, Doomsday. Doomsday for the Deceiver. Yeah. Like all around that time and all of that shit, and it was just like it was. It was almost like you know, it was like getting into drugs and finding like the perfect cocktail of like perfect drugs, and it's like this makes me happy forever. It was like I got all those albums, and it was like this is the perfect playlist forever. Because I listened to them constantly, man. I mean, like literally front to back, front to back, front to back, over and over, front to back, front to back, and I just couldn't stop. And it was like it was like a torrid love affair, and it never stopped. New shit, you know, forced entry, forbidden, you know, let's go down the alphabet. Uh, it just keeps going. Yeah,
1: yeah, forced entry.
0: Forgot about them. Yeah, we'll have to do a dive on them at some point. They are.
1: They were good. A different band.
0: <laughs> They're fun. Now we should have more beer.
1: Yep. So around the late 80s, you started uh, getting some, uh, you know, I've already talked about second, third uh, generation. You had Violence and Forbidden, both kick ass bands. So.
0: Yes, Hail. Hail to those guys.
1: Got to see both of those guys live once. Yeah, and then you got... Uh, I don't think I ever saw
0: violence. I did see Forbidden twice.
1: You saw violence? When did I see it? They played that records benefit. International oh, Ballroom yeah. with the Typo and... I think Typo stole that show, man, because that was like well, a Well, yeah, they were there, throwing man. milk on everybody. <laughs> when did you ever see a band throw milk on people? <laughs> Only <you>. once. <laughs> Thank
0: you. It's titty juice for everybody. This is Peter Steele from The Grave. Booby Juice boobie juice no. <laughs> boobie juice I think you would call it that rest in peace Peter Steele
1: yeah you had uh, Alice in Hell Annihilator came out
0: that was really cool was burns it like a bus
1: saw blade yeah
0: 89 uh, was a good year it's the last year of the 80s but definitely a very good year
1: yeah 87 to 89 you got Overkill taking over under the influence Years of Decay Slayer Head South of Heaven Megadeth so far so good so what Anthrax, State of Euphoria, Metallica, Justice for All. I think 86 to I 89 mean, was like the
0: sweet like, spot for it's just Thrash. It's like, damn, you know? Don't y'all think? Oh, yeah. Like 86 to 89, that was like the perfect, <clears throat> like the perfect, perfect, perfect sweet spot for Thrash. That was like the peak of everything. Because you had all the, you know, we're going to be doing a you know, album dive, upcoming episodes, but you had so much perfect stuff that came out in those years. And a magical time. If only
3: you could have lived it. Exodus, death, destruction, King Diamond Corner, I mean, the list goes on and on.
0: Every one of them guys played down there at the Rib Lodge. You should sure seen Sick it. Second
3: Reich. <laughs> Cot
0: Lodge. Y'all come check Saturday out on Tuesday. Corner's got a metal open mic. Y'all need to come check out. You know, Millie's a killer host, by the way. He makes some good wings, too. Y'all need to check out Millie's wings. Anyway, that's blood. Back to the show. I think Thrash continued on even beyond the 80s. I mean, their heyday was the 80s. I think Thrash was defined in the 80s, but, I mean, they went to the 90s and 2000s. I mean, there's still Thrash out there, and it's still kicking fucking ass oh, big time. in 2019 all over the
1: planet. Oh, it's, I guess what's funny to me is there's you know, there's been kind of a resurgence in the Thrash, and there's there's been one before, and it's like a lot of bands came out. say so they were pretty close, but they just didn't quite get it. In my opinion, I the just, energy. You it's mean? just it's just bands I've heard. I can't think of any band names in particular, but you do think just they funny got the to, energy? Yeah, they just didn't quite hit it. Yeah, so it's just it's funny to me how you, this many years later, all these other bands have come and gone, kind of in your classic metal and your thrash and all that genre, but you still got you still got all the old guys that started it that are still doing it the best. Yeah, yeah. Death Angel, yeah. Overkill. I mean, all those guys are just still just killing it man killing it and uh, not to take anything there's a lot of a lot of good bands coming out now you know i like municipal waste they kind of do the thrash crossover good stuff you know it's it's tasty but it's like the fact that
0: those other guys are still you know keeping it going and it's like you know there's younger bands that are still turned on by them they're like yeah we can do that because there are some newer thrash bands that are around i don't know if you've ever heard of Evil.
3: they're yeah.
0: more recent but they're They're pretty badass, man. They kind of sound like if you put Metallica and Slayer into the blender back in the day and then added steroids, I mean, but that energy is still alive. I mean, Thrash has never gone away. It's just evolved with, like, steroids and gotten stronger. (laughs) Like a stronger zombie Like a stronger live undead If you think about it that way Not them puny zombies on that EP man We're talking <laughs> about zombies like with big biceps And triceps and they work out Down there at the Kotla gym and lounge You know what I mean <laughs> Them guys man, They're in great shape You don't mm-hmm. see them
1: Yeah you kind of start moving into the uh, 90's a little bit uh, Things get Some of it get a little more technical Rest in peace Anthrax kind of Goes away with the humor, puts out persistence of time that a little was, more. That was badass. A little bit heavier, darker. More serious. It was definitely yeah, more, it was more serious. serious sure. Seasons in the abyss.
0: Perfect, brilliant album. The perfect. perfect. I think we said this before here on Metal Nerdery. The perfect marriage of Rain and Blood in South of Heaven. The Seasons in the Abyss. Yeah, is the perfect, perfect marriage.
1: Yeah, Suicidal comes out with Lights Camera Revolution, which I thought was a pretty Classic. damn good album. That was a good one. And then Testament, Souls of Black, which I thought, I don't know. Yeah. It's moments. That yeah. one was it was it just felt kind of rushed. Yeah. It, it was, was what it was. It was, it was the high same school. as the
3: as the as the prior.
1: It's like there was nothing <laughs> like bad on it per se, but it was like yeah. it was just kind of like retread.
3: Yeah, it was yeah, probably
1: reasonable. Uh creator. Of Souls, which I liked. That's a good one. Yeah. Uh, of course, as we have previously discussed here, Forbidden, Twisted into Form. Classic. Another good one.
0: It was a good year, 1990.
1: Exodus Impact is Imminent, which uh, I'd never really, I guess I, I don't know. I didn't really yeah, listen to that one a whole lot. I had
0: that one. It had a cool yeah. opener, and then I kind of fell off after
3: that. Yeah. Sorry. It was Exodus, <laughs> yeah, for sure, right?
1: right? <laughs> yeah, <I mean. laughs> yeah, and that's when the uh, the mighty Cowboys from Hell, Hail Pantera, freaking just let loose in everybody's face. The groove man. cannot <laughs> deny the Pantera. <laughs> yeah, the '90s—that's when they did the uh, the big Clash of the Titans tour. They owned the
0: '90s, man. They basically redesigned. Pantera is responsible for the facelift that Thrash got in the '90s. Sweet and they mind. weren't
1: even really Thrash.
0: No, they weren't. But I mean, they impacted it because now if yeah. you think about the way Thrash bands sound, they fucking got the No, I'm saying,
1: yeah, but I'm saying they, awesome. they weren't necessarily Thrash. No, you're They right. took the elements as we have previously discussed. Yeah. But they did rearrange Thrash a little bit because Thrash got a little bit you're groovier. Right.
0: But that's what's kind of cool about it. It's almost like they directly influenced somebody by influencing themselves by somebody else. I don't know the math on that. I'm sure I <laughs> fucked it up. But you know what I'm talking about. Like, they influenced Thrash, and then they influenced them back. And it was like, I mean, Pantera owned the 90s. There's no dispute. Oh, okay. I think that's under,
3: that's a done discussion. Especially, I mean, Cowboys from Hell is not even close to Thrash. No. No, but
0: no they not They influenced really. Thrash later in the 90s, but though. I mean, you can hear it. It's so good, though. Like Forbidden in the '90s, holy shit! They didn't get enough credit. They were they were ridiculous in the '90s. They were heavy as hell. I mean, they were definitely influenced by Pantera. Yeah. Check out Distortion. Check out Green. Forbidden was sick in the '90s. Okay, that's a tangentially related comment. We're going back to the discussion about the '1990s. No,
1: I mean that was like uh, overkill. They, you know, Bobby Gustafson was ousted. Gone. and then i kind of didn't pay attention to him for a little while do you remember when we were all worried we we're worried about the fact that it, <laughs> no it, well
0: <laughs> well no worried about
1: the fact that their
0: riffs were so awesome and heavy with bobby gussison and like once they got out they were talking about they're gonna have two guitar players and Irvacue, everybody. everybody's oh, yeah, like yeah, 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 there's yeah. no way they'll be nearly as heavy as fucking bobby
1: and man
0: <laughs> and it turned out they sounded cool and it was fine but it was like there was that whole like Oh man, Overkill's gone. They're not going to be nearly as heavy now without Gustafson.
1: I think I I think I stepped away. Like horoscope came out. What I hear black. I hear black came out in '93. Horoscope was '91. So I think I I think I kind of skipped those two, and then picked up like WFO somewhere after the fact. I think WFO had been out for a while. That was '94, I, I think. I kind of went back and I I, I got WFO. I remember
0: that? You got that, and you got Killing Kind. I think.
1: Yeah, that Together. was after a while, too. Yeah, that think. was in 96. This was probably was 97, okay. Killing, 98. Okay, yeah. yeah. But, uh, yeah, it's like I kind of rediscovered Overkill, and just from there on, I've been yeah, locked in They ever definitely since.
0: took off. They took off on a whole other tangent back in the 90s, which was really cool because it, like, took them in, like, a different, even more aggressive direction than what they were even in the 80s.
1: Yeah. I mean, they, I think pretty much every time they came to Atlanta during that period, I would go see them, and they were just, Freaking just falls out, man. You know mm. what I mean? It's just Overkill's fun to go see
0: because you feel like you've gotten a show after you've seen them. You're yeah, just they're, like, they're you know, putting in the effort, by you know I mean and oh, They're, yeah. they're so like, we're here to work. Bam! And then there it goes. And it's like,
1: cool. Yep. Excellent. Uh, you also had Heathen. You remember that? I
0: always liked Heathen. I didn't like the first album so much, but that second one, I think it was Victims of Deception. I love that album for some reason.
1: Yeah, that was good. Sepultura, Arise. That,
0: was that the Dead Embryonic Cells?
1: Yeah. That was the tour they did with the Sacred Reich. Oh, man, I wish I could have been at that. And Napalm Death and Sick of It All. Good show.
0: Napalm yeah. Death could have performed their whole set in, what, like a minute? Something like that. that <laughs> <take. laughs> it would be an exhausting fucking minute, but it would be a minute. I mean, yeah. it's a finger to the prog rock audience. Hey, a whole minute? Yeah, that's our box set. Anyway, moving
1: on. Yeah. yeah, so then... Uh, yeah, 1991, Metallica puts out the, the Black Album.
0: album. And, and let's be very, very clear. This is a metal nerdery PSA. We are not in any way, shape, or form knocking the Black Album. No, it's a badass album. Well, no, but people it get is. all like, man, they put out the Black Album, blah, blah, blah. It's like, no, fuck you. The Black Album is art, and just listen to it as if it's art. I listened to it. With the same level of intensity and emotional investment as I listened to Puppets, as I listened to Garage Days, as I listened to Justice. Same level of fucking intensity. There was no, it wasn't, you know, they sold out. There was none of that shit. That was later. That was the mass metal media trying to tell you what to believe. Don't believe it. (laughs) Just enjoy the metal. You'll know for yourself. And that was a fucking classic album. Sorry. It was. Say what you want. The Black yeah. Album was a classic album. It was
3: classic. I listened to that a lot of it.
1: No, I mean, as much as people complain about uh, sure Newstead being absent from uh, Justice, his bass tone on uh, yeah. the Black Album
0: was fucking gnarly, was man. so full. That was just, even listening to it the other day, and and to be fair, that came out in 91, so that's 28, that's almost 30 years yeah, ago. That
1: album still sounds... and it still sounds
0: amazing it really does production wise it sounds perfect I mean there's no Bob Rock you did so well I don't know how you made Saint Anger I just don't know how that's (laughs) even in the realm of reality I think even Stephen Hawking is fucked up over that he doesn't have any fucking clue but the Black Album is a piece of artwork my friend and you did a amazing job with that I
1: have to uh, visit Celtic Frost hold on
0: Celtic Frost will be playing at the moment (laughs) as a side note like listening to some of this stuff today like I was thinking about like the first few times I go to like thrash shows because he touched on it I think in one of the uh, I think the, it might have been the live shows episode where, or it might have been the live albums episode where we're talking about going to shows and like seeing bands for the first time like as teenagers yeah and you think about that as you got you know when you were growing up it's like that was like a fucking rebellion that you'd found that you didn't know existed you know like, you think about all that Game of Thrones shit, and I haven't seen any of it. I know I need to. I'm so, I've am so, been told by many to, yeah, you know, go watch Game of Thrones. I'm like, I will. I have to get out of my self-hating brain enough to be able to go turn on the TV and watch something instead of think. But it's like thinking about all that shit. Metal was kind of the same way. You know, I mean, it was. I had a great point. I completely lost it down in the hole.
3: For me, it was.
0: Alice in Chains, sorry.
3: It was all about a good time, you know. It was, but it was all about the negative, negative shit, though. I mean, playing it, sure, but you know, going to the shows and hanging we, out with your buddies and listening to it, yeah, oh it was yeah. just, a, it was a party. It was like, a good I wanna, time.
0: like now I want to go back to rock and Pod because that was like the most fun I've had. We need to start going to shows. We need to make that a weekly thing. Like on the weekends that we, you know, we need to just stay in the vibe because it's like I miss going to local shows. Yeah, because the Rocket Pod thing was fucking awesome. I'd like to go back. I'd I want to go next year. I mean, I'm saying sure. let's just go next yeah. year. Yeah. Anyway.
3: So would you call Lamb a God thrash?
0: They got the elements. I, I think to me, Lamb of God, Adam, feel free to chime in as you like, but, and this is just me. So, Be fair, Lamb Lamb of God to me sounds sort of like, almost like a a very direct next wave of Pantera. That energy, they've kind of got that sort of southern, there's a different vibe in their music that's kind of got that bluesiness factor to it. And I think they've got their own sound. For sure. But there's sort of that tag to Pantera that's that you can't, you can try and say it's not there, but it's fucking there. Does that make sense? Yeah,
3: it does. yeah.
0: And, and I don't want to say that I'm not taking anything away from Lamb of God, and I'm not even, you know, I'm not shitting on either band or, or embellishing either band either way. I'm just saying Lamb of God has some, they owe a great deal, I think, to Pantera. That's my perception. It's the no, vibe and it's absolutely. the swing of the music. I'm not even shitting on them. I like them as a band. I yeah, like yeah. both bands equally, yeah. individually as bands.
3: Any band that... But I got to say it. Any band that can cover... um the accused, like they did.
0: I mean, it's I badass, mean, but, but I mean, am I wrong by saying that? I mean, I, I know that almost sounds shitty, but I'm I'm trying to be real because I, I think we both agree. Well, I'm
3: sure there was some influence there.
0: Yeah, there's definitely some influence. Yeah.
3: They did have a, a different vibe about them, and that was cool. That's what I liked about I, Lamb of God. I, I would say it would be hard to not be influenced by Pantera if you're— Oh, yeah, uh, because if, if they if you were grew in the up, 90s. Right.
0: They were the 90s. They yeah. were the Metallica of the 90s. So, yeah, that's you're right. It would be impossible to not be influenced by them. The Lamb of God had that. There was something connected to them, but there was definitely still a difference with their sound that was beyond the Pantera stuff. Oh, yeah. But it was kind of like that new. I think they called it something like the new wave of American thrash or something. I can't remember the, the label. But Lamb of God kinda gets credited and checked as sort of like the new beginning of like the American thrash movement. Like barring all the big four shit and all the stuff on the East Coast, you know, the nuclear assaults, the overkills, the anthraxes, barring all that, let's pick up thrash where it left off and this is what it looks like in this decade. That's kind of what I'm thinking. Feel free to jump in the deep end anytime. <laughs> I'm just Fuck the waterways. <laughs> no, man, just keep running your mouth. I would. Till the coke runs out Whatever's happening I don't know what's going on Sit here and Watch your mouth move Just eat a little Debbie And keep going <laughs> They got them chopped up In rails over there With spoons You should go over there Little Debbie Like ice cream Would you just look at her Sorry
1: Yeah you'll You'll never guess Who I ran into In the men's room
0: You'll never guess what I'll think of when I hear little Debbie. Yes, who'd you run into in the men's room?
1: Uh, Tom G. Warrior of Celtic Frost. Holy
0: shit. <laughs> he's
1: the men's room valet. He's like trying to sell me on cologne. I'm like, get the fuck away from me, <laughs> dude. He,
4: he's a mouthwash. He's some hairspray and <laughs> something. Yeah, I, I met Tom one time at Valken. He's a real douchebag, but yeah.
1: He, he makes a pretty
4: good marinara though I gotta give him credit he, he loaned me one of his recipes I was impressed What's up
1: with all these Europeans Making uh, like eastern whatever I don't know Pasta's a popular pasta. dish I mean all these I don't know Have you had you his know,
0: pasta? Germans Jesus.
1: making pasta and-
0: Dude he's got like a schnitzel pasta That'll blow your fucking mind It makes me hungry Just saying the words Schnitzel pasta Schnitzel I can't even say it Schnitzel pasta Pasta schnitzel Is that better? Right now I'm hungry Damn <laughs> We need like a snack food sponsor. Who do we want to pick? See if we can get a sponsor this <laughs> food thing. Sponsor
1: bugles? I don't know. You know what do you want? How
0: does that work? Like whenever you say like some snack item, it just pops into your hand magically. Is that how? Yeah, should
1: the That's official exactly snack works. food? Of, uh, <laughs> is that how it works? Exactly. How it works. <laughs> the official snack That's food bad. is metal nerdery.
0: Yeah, what would be your official snack food? I, mean, I don't know. Chuck screw that. I want a
1: beer sponsor. There you go.
0: Let's get both. Cool. Both. Both.
1: Both. both. Yeah.
0: Yeah, now I'm kind of like, I wish I want to have another beer. I wish I want to have another beer.
1: Sounds so, like you've already had enough. Sounds like it. <laughs> but
0: I don't wish I want to have another one. <laughs> Where do we leave off? The 90s? Yeah, I think we were in terror, the 90s. Of God. Yes. We were on some kind of rant that was tangentially related to what we were talking about earlier.
1: Yeah, we talked about, uh, I think before I went and visited Celtic Frost, we were talking about the Black Album. Piss break.
0: Oh, yeah. Classic art.
1: And then they went on and then they, they lost me. I stuck with them through the black album, I liked it. They ate yeah. any Metallica. Yeah. yeah. When and- when when Load and Reload came out, I just that that lost me, I will admit. I don't I don't go with everybody else to say they sold out. I don't get into all that. They did what they wanted to do. It was cool. It was fine. Whatever. I just didn't like it. Yeah. Personally. It was it was so. a
0: different way, but if you think about it, and this is one of the things that we get selfish about, I think, is listeners and consumers of music but as creative people and as artists i I think it's inevitable that you go through a change you're not going to like the same shit at 30 something that you liked at 20 something you're just not you're not even like the same foods never mind the same music at in your 30s as your 20s you know what i mean so you're going to create differently
3: yeah i just think it's hard to because we grew up with metallica we did and it was fast in your face and then to go you know the black album was the beginning of not fast in your face it was still good yeah still and, heavy and you know when you go see them live they played all their old shit too but to
0: be fair they'd already done
3: fast in your face of and it's like, like how right. much more could no, they that, do right. fast course, in your face of course of course but at the same time when you when you throw in metallica that's what you expect because that's what you've always known so yeah. you have to like you have to put your head in that space. This isn't going to be the fast and heavy You,
0: you know what's Metallica. crazy? It's
3: going to be the hard oh. and heavy and a little bit slower, maybe a little bit more groovy and a little bit more rock and roll. Rock and roll, like oh, where he's nice. like singing at you instead of oh, what's screaming at though, you.
0: And, and I got to say this, and I think I speak for a lot of people when I say this. There's a part of me and every Metallica fan that wants to be that douchebag asshole that like just shits all over Load and Reload but to be honest given the context of the band and given everything that they've done and thrash even up to that point because with the Black Album they became a household fucking name. Everybody in the world knew who Metallica was. And everybody knew those first four or five albums. So it was like you know no pressure guys. You've, You've got to only create the biggest you know the biggest thing in the planet to outdo these unbelievable albums but it was like there was nowhere they had to go except okay well we got to do something different and as much as i want to shit on those two albums like most metallica fans kind of sort of wink and smirk when they talk about load and reload but they're good for what they were they were metallica records but they weren't fucking metallica records you know what i mean they weren't big four metallica style metallica albums it was something different yeah
1: well, that's what why, why I was saying. I, but I like I'm it for not, what it is. I'm not going to crap on them. I just don't like them.
0: I, I like it for what it is, but I don't like it in the progression of if you're looking from Kill em All to just, you know, to that whole string up to the Black Album as a progression. It falls off for me. It's not as good. It's not as intense. It's not It's not my Metallica, but I can appreciate it for what it is. It needed I think it needed to happen for what it is, but that's just me. It is what it is. And I think they had to be there in order to get to ultimately where they came back to be awesome. Which for so, me was really death magnetic. And this And that was two thousand eight. Yeah,
1: yeah, we're gonna
0: we're get off the subject
1: here a little bit, but tangentially. We're just gonna talk about Metallica.
0: Yeah, it'll be all tangentially related. <laughs> Sorry, we got passionate guys. I know they Matt did.
1: they've They've come back to a heavier sound and all that, but I just I can't quite latch onto it. They lost you. to me, and this is just me, it just sounds like they're they're trying to sound like what they think Metallica is supposed to sound like.
0: Like they're searching for their
3: golden yeah. ears. And that's like I said, that's just yeah. that's
1: just how it feels to me.
3: I understand what you're saying. I, I think it. I think listening to it, I can definitely see what you're saying. But I've I've seen a lot of stuff on you know social media, Instagram, YouTube, and whatnot. And like watching it as a Metallica fan, it just you know it, it puts you right back there. It puts you right back in that time. Yeah. And and the stuff they're playing is still fast and in your face. He's just
1: you know Hetfield just
3: doesn't have that um, that growl that he had you know and Justice for All and Pryor. But yeah, well that was kind well, of a star I mean, era still too, good. Too, Yeah, you know I, mean, I
1: mean, I mean, I, yeah, being fair, he's the a lot life. older. You yeah, know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. It's and, yeah,
3: but I mean. It, you know, other bands keep doing it, and, and he didn't, and, and that's fine. But the energy of their live show, when you—I mean, I'm sure being there for sure. But even if you if you just watch it online, it's 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 still there for sure. He's still got I used to to check some of the sure. live stuff
1: out. Yeah. I'll give it a shot.
0: But still, I mean, there's no way that any artist over time they're going to evolve and they're not going to sound like they were. You know, Mick Jagger couldn't sound like he was in his 20s and his 70s. He's Mick Jagger, he's moved on, he's been through different phases, you know, yeah, artists for the same Keith night.
1: Richards can still sound like Keith Richards though, right? <laughs>
3: and Slayer still sounds like Slayer. Fucking Slayer. <laughs>
0: Isn't it obvious? Slayer will always sound like Slayer. Yeah, so Slayer anything,
3: will they not got, sound like Slayer. If anything, they just... They, like, Slayer like, just like
1: double, like triple, and quadrupled down and just was like, yeah. this is what we do. Yeah. Yeah. Like <laughs> you go. They're like Pantera. You know,
3: they got just heavier and heavier and more in your face.
0: Super in your face. Not giving, not giving any fucks. No, zero fucks. No gaffs <laughs> to be given.
1: <laughs> Sorry, my gaffometer is wearing out. Yeah, so yeah, I guess when you hit the 2000s, a lot of bands kind of started getting back together. Death Angel, Nuclear Assault, Forbidden.
0: It's like they never went away, really. They're just kind of re-emerging. Well, a lot of those... Hashtag soft intro. A lot
1: of them were on... They, they did kind of take it like a hiatus, I guess, whatever you sure. want to say. Because Forbidden wasn't doing anything. <laughs> Death Angel wasn't doing anything. The forbidden
0: took a long hiatus. Assault. assault. Sounds too much like hyenas to me. Anyway,
3: Hiatus. It's
0: like a laughing butthole monster. I don't know what that
1: is. She's a got <laughs> <laughs>
3: She sure does have a hyenas. <laughs> Sorry,
4: that's my pet. I got it with the zoo. It's
1: An- a hyenas. Anthrax came back with a... With Joey
4: Joey Belladonna
1: Testament Yeah, Testament Kind of Sort of got the old band Back together Skullnik yeah. back That was a
4: good album
0: Actually Dark Roots of Earth That I, I forgot to bring Bill That uh, Dark Roots of Thrash And you know, we were talking about it In the live albums episode I forgot to bring it But Next time I'll bring it
1: I'll make Even a note the, myself It's a killer The, the 2000's it. Exodus stuff They had that other singer Rob Dukes for a while yeah That was that was good stuff man That was yeah. in your face Yeah, yeah Rob Dukes good. can
0: kick your ass Just with a look <laughs>
1: Yeah right, right. Yeah, His we're looks are it. like Chuck
0: Norris You know It's like <laughs> Just kick your ass Just by looking at you <laughs> Rob Much respect brother Thank you for rocking out And doing what you do
1: Yeah but Thrash Thrash kind of uh, Influenced a lot of Different styles of metal Kind of had Your spin offs yeah, yeah
0: Thankfully the more Extreme stuff Could be
3: attributed to Thrash
1: Kinda of had your, uh, your death metal. Your,
3: of course, well, I think, wasn't uh, possessed. Wasn't that the first? Yeah, they yeah, were kind of first death. wave. Yeah, they were yeah. kind of
0: a little bit off the. They were like the off the beaten path, even from like Slayer and like the Big Four. They were more kind of the darker, like Yeah, they had. They
1: kind of had like the thrash yeah. style I'll, music, but they had like the guttural vocals. Yeah. I think.
3: I, I mean, I guess if you think about, Hell of Waits was kind of death metal. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Slayer was kind of largely credited with that, too.
0: They were pretty much sort of the beginning of, like, Death Metal as we know it.
1: Slayer and uh, Venom, I think. Yeah. Probably had a lot, you know, because yeah. they had, they kind of had that image, that lyrical content.
0: Yeah, the lyrical content of Slayer is very, very, very dark compared to the other big three. But when I think of Death Metal, I think of
3: Cookie Monster.
0: Yeah, but if you think about lyrical content, I mean, the Cookie Monster shit, it's the same lyrical content, just Cookie Monster style. Right. But Slayer had the fucking content. Oh, big time. So they were death metal even before. Which is funny, I think there was actually something about uh, uh, Angel of Death that initially they tried to do it with like kind of a guttural, like a death growl thing at the beginning of Angel of Death. And apparently that just didn't work or whatever. And so Tom did the whole, like, supersonic, you know, Screaming and terror thing and apparently that took. like a second take thing
2: Mm.
0: anyway it was glorious little nursery knowledge nugget thank you
1: yeah so you kind of had influence uh influence a little bit of death metal black metal groove metal a la pantera a la then you got your cores your metal your grind and your death core
3: core
0: (laughs) (laughs) sounds like vitamins you got to take boys did you take your core vitamins today
3: Yep, I took my metal and my grind <laughs> and my death.
0: Make sure you practice your riffs, son. They're going to come
3: in handy later. You're going to have to work on those riffs,
0: son. Come on now, practice those.
1: The whole core thing is always, I don't know. Okay. It's like hardcore, it should have ended right there. There should be no more cores. <laughs> right. It like just gets on my nerves.
0: Hey, man, is there a core core? What the ha- I mean, How deep are we going with this thing? Pre-core,
1: where does it start? The whole core and the and the post post metal post this post that post whatever what the hell does that mean? Post. This is pretty much the worst video ever made.
0: Exactly. exactly. Hey, he fucking knows what he's talking about. Napoleon knows. Dude, fuck around. It does get a little bit weird because it's almost like all right, how many different genres of metal really are there?
1: Well, then you got blackened thrash, death thrash, crossover thrash thrash core yeah. i mean come core, on
0: core thrash core how deep can you go it's
1: like it's like that old, core
0: thrash it's stoner like that core. meme
1: that goes around that you see every once in a while it's like back in my day they just called it metal you know what i mean
0: <laughs> core thrash yeah, stoner core metal. techno metal philosophy metal thrash core core how deep does it go is it 20 deep
1: my favorite's horror core man
0: yeah <laughs> <The horror core.
1: laughs>
0: <laughs> Like, it's so deep that, like, they literally have to... Oh, well, I don't want to know how
1: deep that is. I don't want to know how deep Horcore is. We'll just leave that be.
4: Yeah, it's got the CDC warning sticker on the front of it. It's pretty cool. CDC? Wait, you mean the PMRC? <sighs> no, literally, it's got some kind of disease all over the front of it. So if we touch it, it has some metal gloves.
0: What? Okay. Yeah, and then they, you got your... Uh, Teutonic thrash metal. What? Yeah,
1: that's what I mentioned earlier. It's the, like the German-Swiss. It's just like a lot of your... Uh, I don't know. Such
0: a weird combination of words.
1: Maybe it's because I know more about these kind of band, these bands and this kind of music or whatever, but it's like, you know, if you take other kinds of music like pop or rock and roll in general, I mean, like ACDC, if you just listen to them not knowing anything about them, you would never guess where they're from. You know what I mean? Probably not. You probably wouldn't really think about it or dwell it, on it. But it's like... As much as we've listened to Thrash, you you can kind of see, I mean, you can sort of pick up on Bay Area bands, New York bands, you know what I mean? There's you can, you can definitely hear like the, yeah. they're talking about the Teutonic, the German stuff. I mean, you can, you can kind of hear it, you know what I mean? I, maybe it's just me because I've listened to so much of it. Yeah. But it's probably geographic
0: subtleties and influences and stuff too, because different, different ones from different regions have a different vibe to them even. You know, like, like we were talking about this before with uh, Creator. Because Creator has that kind of same Slayer sort of dark energy to it. But it's like a more aggro Slayer. It's just like Slayer with like the European infusion. And that kind of gives you Creator. Like the same energy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what I mean, what that's the saying way here, it was all going.
1: Is what I was saying here about the Bay Area was, you know, they were a little more proggy, technical, which I mean was I compared agree. to the Compared to the East Coast guys, it's kind of the East Coast guys were a little more punk. You well, know, they, they were, were more hardcore. Yeah. They had definitely that they were New just York a little more straight scene. in your face. Yeah, it's
0: the attitude. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you know, it's funny. I never really thought about that, but when you think about, like, if you think about Anthrax, Among the Living, if you compare that to even say like Puppets or something, or even like you know, so far so good or Rest I was going to say any
1: Megadeth, any or Megadeth whatever. album,
0: there's a different energy. It's more that kind of hardcore fuck you getting it out, not linger. But then the, the West Coast stuff... Smell my Yeah. <sighs> lingering. And the West Coast stuff was more proggy and more kind of layered. Had more shit going on to it. Yeah. The East Coast was more immediate, I guess, like the hardcore scene.
1: You know, like what it says about the uh, the British scene there, they were kind of more traditional, a little bit less heavy, which... You know, I mean, it was still loud and heavy, but yeah, it, it was kind of a little bit more traditional maiden priest. Didn't quite have the the aggressiveness.
0: so Let's be honest, America really did kick out some, uh, some gems during the 80s. Oh, yeah. Because there were some great ones. There were some great ones worldwide that came even after that. But boy, some of those big four were quite amazing.
3: Yeah, there's more like a big 12. You know? <laughs> yeah,
1: Absolutely, yeah. yeah. yeah.
0: There's the initial big four, and there's initial other ones that could be tacked on to part of the masters. I
1: think... Where is it?
0: This is where we insert the uh, background music that sounds like a porn advertisement.
1: <laughs> Why is that? Why won't this work?
0: Is it... <laughs> We going to have some kind of cream or something for the Vinny Vinsonitis <laughs> spot. Kind of That's cream. what we should do. Some kind of cream. <laughs> it's the new album for Vinny Invasion. <laughs> do you have Vinny
1: Vinsonitis? Some kind of cream? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Some I found, kind a of cream. I found this uh, stupid quiz. I thought we could take a quiz. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, I didn't study Thrash metal quiz yeah, Don't just worry, I've off, got some kind of cream <laughs> just, just, to, just to end off the episode here uh, So, uh, alright So which band started first? Metallica, Testament, Exodus, or Anthrax?
3: Ooh, I would say that Either Metaka or Exodus I want to say Exodus I'm
1: going to go with Exodus yeah. So, let's see Check. Cha-ching. Excellent. All right. We survived that one. Uh, this is the cover of an Exodus album. What is the name of the album? It's, <laughs> it's got the two little weird naked babies on there. Uh, and the
0: options are Pleasures of the Flesh, Bonded by Blood, Fabulous Disaster, or Tempo of the Damned.
1: I think we all know this one. Yeah. yeah
0: I think that would be the Bonded by yes, Blood. It's Bonded. cha Excellent. We are so smart. All right,
1: and if you've been listening to Metal Nerdery, you know we just did a Metal Massacre uh, discussion. So,
0: assuming this gets produced in order, uh, 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 yeah.
1: Uh, so. <laughs> Question number three Metal Blade founder Brian Slagle discovered Metallica in their early career and asked them to record a song on his compilation album Metal Massacre. It features Lloyd Grant on guitar and it would later be re recorded for their 1983 debut album Kill Em All. What is the name of that song?
0: Your choices are Jump in the Fire, The Four Horsemen,
1: Hit the Lights.
0: And seek can destroy. Hit the lights. Your I choice like was oh, hit the lights.
1: <laughs> For 500, Alex. And That's absolutely correct with a green All check. Right. So, which band was Cliff Burton in before he became a member of Metallica?
0: Your choices are Testament, Trauma, Law's Rocket, or Exodus. I don't know this one.
1: I'm going with Trauma.
0: You select Trauma You are correct With the green check check
3: Check. Uh, Look at that logo
0: Yeah Wow that's (laughs) traumatic
3: Seems like I heard that somewhere But it wasn't 100% for sure Uh,
1: What city Is Slayer from?
0: Your choices are San Francisco Los Angeles Seattle Or New York
1: Seattle
0: Your choice was Seattle that is incorrect. Please choose <laughs> yeah. again.
1: Yeah. Going with Los Angeles. Yes. Your
0: choice was Los Angelos. For
4: sure. The L to the <laughs> a.
0: Steakhouse. That is a green check. There and we a big go. Big steakhouse.
4: All right.
1: Then here you go, Millie, you made the cut.
4: Oh my god, I can't believe it, you guys. Thank you so so much. This is this is really an honor. Let me I'm gonna email my mom later.
1: Millie, Millie, you can't answer this question. Okay, okay? I'm sorry. I'll let Matt do it. I trust him, he's cool. I'll let him do it. right. which German band is Millie Petroza a member of?
4: Creator
0: with a K. Tankard. Destruction or Sodom.
3: That's a tough one, Matt. It is a toughie. What do you think?
0: I
4: might have to go
3: with Creator on this one. Yeah, I think, I, think so. I think it's
0: Creator with a K. All right. The answer is
4: Creator with a K. Ding, ding, ding. You guys are so awesome. Thank you so much. Hail, Creator.
1: Okay, question seven. Before Frank Bellow, Anthrax had a different bassist who even played on their 1984 debut album, Fistful of Metal, with the worst album cover almost in metal history. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that was not on there uh, <laughs> And after he left the band He went on to form bands like S.O.D., Nuclear Assault, and Brutal Truth What is his name?
0: Your choices are Danny Loker, David Ellefson <laughs> Jason Newstead And D.D. Bernie Please make your selection At any time We will play hold music for you While we wait I'm, a, I'm going with sentient. Danny. I yeah. think I'm going with Danny Lilker. I would say A. You you selected A, Danny Lilker. <laughs> that is a green check. That is correct. He looks like a homeless person. <laughs> <laughs> All right. He was a badass fucking bassist. His, his yeah, sound was sure. so just aggro, too. Naunch. Like, I think if people ask, what does the New York bass sound sound like? I think even Ian Hill would have to attest that it sounds like <laughs> Dan Lilker's fucking bass oh. sound. Would you say that nails it? Yeah. Yeah, I think that nails it. Anyway, yeah. we're moving
1: on. Next question. uh Who has a song called War Inside My Head?
0: Choices are Overkill, Suicidal Tendencies, D R I, and Fucking Slayer. <laughs> Even though it's not spelled that way, it's said Fucking Slayer. That is understood. The fucking,
1: the fucking is silent.
0: The programming hasn't been complete. Fucking Slayer is option D. D-R-I is option C. Suicidal tendencies. Option B. And option A is over Please make a selection at any
3: time. Oh, shit.
1: Well, I have to admit on this one, I'm going to cheat and use the uh, picture as a... Uh, oh. clue And go with suicidal.
3: Yes,
0: yeah, that's what I would say. <laughs> the answer is suicidal tendencies. <laughs> check.
1: And there you have it.
0: <sighs> it's a hat.
1: All right. The label that Overkill was on during the late 80s and early 90s was not just Megaforce. They were on a major label which distributed some of their albums from that period. What is the name of the major label? Your options are... Atlantic okay alright that's <laughs> okay sorry <laughs> I was trying to stay
0: in character but like we're halfway through the list I guess we like can one of those asshole asshole actors
1: one of those asshole actors that stays in character for like the whole like, <laughs> like the guy that was like the Joker for nine months pissing everybody off dude but get it that's too much I don't know I don't want to know anymore Stop. so uh, so I think I, I know the answer but uh, what are the options uh,
0: Atlantic Epic and Warner Brothers and Capital What's your guess Atlantic. I don't know. Yeah, I'm going with Atlantic. It was Atlantic.
1: I was a record label nerd back in the day. Yeah, we all
0: were. Well, Atlantic pretty much. (laughs) Atlantic kind of had the, uh,
1: I think they sort of had the
0: strong arm on that too, because Testament was on there too.
1: Uh, Here's a toughie
4: Which one of these bands is not, not in the Big Four? hold on guys i think i might be smart enough to answer this one Oh, it's a trick question um, that is
1: a trick that's not really not
4: okay uh the, the choices look like megadeth anthrax slayer and dark angel um you know I, i've toured all over the world and all over the metro atlanta area and i'm pretty sure i know that the answer here is, is a dark angel they're not one of the big four
1: I'm pretty Let's certain see. of that. Alright, you got the green check mark. Very good. Fuck I told you guys. See I know All something. Right. I you, know you something. Eat, you it? get to eat popcorn before bed tonight. Sweet. It
0: Goes great with pasta I hear. <laughs> It's good for the gut too Some kind of Digestive benefits uh,
1: Which I don't know If I know this one Onslaught. Uh Which ACDC song Did Onslaught cover On their 1989 album In Search of Sanity Oh wow oh, This this might
0: actually Be a toughie For all of us So, so here's the choices So
1: consider I've never uh, Listened to Onslaught <laughs> <either.
0: laughs> So the triple. choices Were Back in Black Dirty Deeds Done Dirt Cheap Let There Be Rock
3: And Highway to Hell uh, My guess is Dirty Deeds
1: I'm going with Highway to Hell. Matthew. Fuck. He gets, <laughs> just making it's it It's hard wrong. to say. I'm going to say Let
0: There Be Rock, just because...
1: Right.
0: Who would cover... It? That's like the most not obvious song to cover. That's my guess. <laughs> Dirty Deeds would have been a good one, too, but just Let There Be Rock, just some hell.
1: All right, let's see. Dirty
0: Deeds? No. No. Holy! Oh, Matt, Matt, got, it Matt right. got it. How about it that? It just clicked out rock. the...
1: You I'm got a little lovers. bit excited there. Sorry, all you won was a green check mark.
0: Green check mark, and Trek red line, check mark, some red lined uh, earmarks. That's what I'm talking
3: about. Okay, question twelve.
1: Death Angel could not take part in the 1991 Clash of the Titans tour with Slayer, Megadeth, and Anthrax because of a bus accident that nearly killed their drummer Andy Galeon. Galleon. Gallion. It's a bummer, Uh They were. Yeah, I remember this. They were replaced by one of the Seattle bands that eventually became famous for popularizing the grunge genre what uh, is the name of that band I think we all know that
0: Pearl Jam Alice in Chains Soundgarden or Nirvana let's go with the Alice in Chains Alice in Chains yeah
1: absolutely
0: Got A to the I to the C the green check uh,
1: 13 which LA band was guitarist Brett Erickson a member of before he joined Dark Angel and played on their 1991 album Time Does Not Heal I don't know.
0: Okay, now I want to say the four bands and the two that I like the most. I'm going to say them out of order just because I like them better. Agent Steel and Hyrax. Don't those just sound like fucking metal band names? Yeah. And then you've also got Evil Dead and Viking. I almost want to say Agent Steel. It sounds like an Agent Steel tune. Or Hyrax tune. It's just me.
1: I think I'm going to go with Agent Steel.
3: Uh, Bill? Um. Do you feel the power? <laughs> the power. I'm, I'm gonna choose Hyrax because I'm I'm not sure. But I agree, it seems like it would be one of the two. He's
0: going down a, a limb. Is all he right.
1: right? Oh. Oh, oh we Viking. were all wrong. Viking and that awesome album cover.
0: I don't see Loin Claws, but it's pretty awesome. Dude's got a huge red beard.
1: It's kind of like uh, Gimli from Lord of the Rings. There. Yeah.
0: Looks like the thing's toenails that spells out the logo.
1: And it looks like Jim Carrey's toenails in... uh dubber It's
0: mine look like.
1: Anyway. All right. Gross. 14. One of Metallica's early influences was a... Was a uh, what? Sorry, I just like bonked
0: my head against the microphone thing. Careful. Sorry, it's a technical thing. You wouldn't understand.
1: All right. One of Metallica's early influences Let's was a British band that never got famous. But they became well known for having their songs covered by Metallica, such as Sucking My Love. Yeah. (laughs) Cool. Am I Evil and the Prince? What was that band's name? I think we all know this one. Out of
0: Budgie, Saxon, Diamond Head, and Venom, I'm gonna go with the Diamond Head.
1: Sucking the Love Out of the Diamond Head. That's right.
0: Ah, thank you for that imagery.
1: It's
0: a green check. Sitting on to question 15. Uh, yeah,
1: I already know this one. Just from the first word. Yeah, so, we're total nerds <laughs> here. Legacy was the original name of a Bay, <laughs> Bay Area thrash metal band that released famous songs like Over the Wall, Into the Pit, and okay. Practice What You Preach. What is that band's name?
0: Your choices are Violence, Forbidden, Death Angel, and Testament. I think we all know it's Testament. Definitely. Testament. Most indefinitely, and they all look like they're about fifteen in this picture. Oh yeah, which takes me. I think bad. that
1: was like before. That's that's what's his name from Exodus. Ooh, uh, Baloff. Yeah, because I oh, think. Oh man. Yeah, because I think Chuck Billy and Baloff traded places basically. Yeah. I think from what that's I right. remember reading, my well, time yeah. Chuck Billy was in Exodus. Yeah. Those two bands yeah, just were went per-
0: tied together.
1: Yeah. So.
0: Testament. It's got to be
1: Testament. And it's go. the green check. Ah, ah, that's a good one. I know yeah. it. Who was the lead singer on Annihilator's 1989 debut album, Alice in Hell? Give it to me, brother. <laughs>
0: <laughs> just, just think, just think, wrestling.
1: Yeah. So you have John Bates. I don't even know who any of these other people are. But Coburn, uh, Farr, Coburn
0: Farr Coburn Far. I think Brandy they made that up. Rampage and Dave Padden. That sounds like a horrible cast, doesn't it? <laughs>
1: <laughs> for On like Tuesday some, night, like Alice some... in
0: Hell, with starring John Bates, Coburn Farr, Randy Rampage, and as always, Dave Padden with the wrap-up.
1: <laughs> so I'm going with old Randy Rampage. You know what, yeah. brother. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. there we have. Green Jack, brother. Wow. He's, he looks uh, like a fucking wrestler, wow. dude. Okay.
0: He looks like a wrestler.
1: It's like he caught a chair across the nose. Phew. <laughs> It's very
0: wrestlerific. Right. Rest, the violence. The violence.
1: The violence. Uh, what year was Violence's debut album, Eternal Nightmare, released?
0: Oh, boy. This is going to make me twitch because I'm always weird about dates. Choices are 86,
3: 1987,
0: 1988, or 1989. Let's say 86. I think it was 86. What is it, 87? I want to say 87 because Oppressing the Masses came out in 88. Eight and bands used to release either one year apart. Or I, I two thought years a pressing the
1: Masses* came out like '91 or something.
0: Maybe you're right. No, it was '90. It came out '90. I think it was '88. It, it was '87. I'm thinking
1: either '88 or '89.
0: See, I thought *I Thought Eternal Nightmare* was '87 or '88. I, I want to say '87. It's driving me nuts. I think
1: '87 is too early. It's '87 or '88. I think <clears throat> it's too early. Okay, I'm gonna go with 88.
0: I, th- I th- think it could be either one of those. I'm just saying. I'm not. I'm not trying to say I'm gonna be wrong if it's not 1987. I mean, I would. know I will be. But <sighs> 88 it is.
1: Ding ding ding.
0: <laughs> I used to love that tune,
1: man. Uh, to a little Mega Dave question. <sighs> uh, on their 1988 album, "So Far, So Good, So What." Underrated. Megadeth covered a punk rock classic. What is the name of the original composition?
0: Your choices are the Ramones Blitzkrieg Bop.
1: That would have been a treat.
0: That would have been cool, actually.
1: <laughs> Minor Threat, Straight Edge.
0: Not familiar. Sounds cool. Sex Pistols, Anarchy in the UK, and Suicidal Tendencies Institutionalized.
3: Institutionalized.
0: Those of us that has the album knows that it's... Anarchy in the United
3: Kingdom. Yes. There awesome. you go. That's a good one.
1: Ching Ching. All right. <sighs> ah. Excellent. Yeah, we were just talking about them. Excellent. Yeah. As Above, So Below is the second album by which thrash metal band from Seedle?
0: <laughs> Seedle. So that's <laughs> in the Northwest Quadrant. Your choices are Metal Church, Sanctuary, Forced Entry, and Bitter End.
1: Which is interesting. I don't. I've never heard of Better End, but all the other bands are from that area. So. Yeah, it's kind of cool. that Sanctuary. They they got bands from that area for the question, but uh,
0: excellent darker association. That's going to be forced entry.
1: Absolutamente.
0: And they're a kick ass band. You guys can go look for them. I wonder right. if they're still releasing stuff. I hope they are.
1: Uh, I have no idea. All right. I Last up. question, and uh, we'll quit uh, giving you a headache. <laughs> Uh, which? Drum roll. <laughs> oh, this is easy. Which band were Moral Dane, Jeff Loomis, and Jim Shepard members of before they formed Nevermore?
0: Sanctuary, Dark Angel,
1: Metal Church, or Exodus? I'm gonna go with the <laughs> Sanctuary. Yeah, I'm not sure. Yeah, Sanctuary.
0: It's gonna be the Sanctuary.
1: Sanctuary Seashells she Sanctuary The sanctuary. Should be the skanktuary Well we got an A plus yeah, Of course we are. did
0: Because we were metal nerds
1: Tis all how right. we roll Well I guess we'll uh, We'll let all of you people go now we'll That was understand. our
0: roundabout discussion About thrash greatness And some lists And some history And some goodness And some fun Just us being silly and probably some cool clips who knows but we enjoy doing this stuff we hope you guys, you guys enjoy listening and we will check you out on the next go round
1: yeah as always thanks for listening nerd out see ya
0: hey this is Matt from Metal Nerdery follow us on Facebook and Instagram like us, share us with a friend we are at Metal Nerdery Podcast that is at Metal Nerdery Podcast You can follow along with the show on metalnergery.com slash episodes Nerd Out